Blog Talk Radio. A council on the future of a fire of frustration and discord are burning in every city. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Rob Furman. I'm here on the Council on the Future of Education uh, podcast and radio show through Blog Talk Radio. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, <coughs> excuse me. If you want to get a hold of us, our website is edufuture.us. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Pretty much all the standard social media locations. Um, but most importantly, you can also find us right here every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we talk about various topics um, on education, and today we're talking about uh, bullying or the anti-victim movement, which uh, is an interesting title all in and of itself here. Um, so let's just get this started. If you want to come in and talk to me in, at this radio uh, show, the number for our guest call-ins is 646-787-1813. That's 646-787-1813. And feel free to call in any time if you have any uh, thoughts on this or uh, if I say something you want to respond to, feel free to call in. It is a call-in show. However, I can always talk. So uh, you've got me for the next 20 minutes or so. And I'm going to give you some of my opinions on this whole concept of bullying. Um, so here's here's where we start. Uh, the idea of bully versus victim. And for years and years and years now, we've always talked about uh, anti-bully and how to uh, don't be a bully and that type of thing. And of course, you know, I believe in that and I, that I find it important. Uh, however, Bullies have been around forever. Uh, the model of a bully has been around forever. Um, I'm not sure that we're going to be able to fix that. Um, my concern is that when you think about just sort of basic primitive biology, you know, you always have survival of the fittest. You always have the alpha male. And it just sort of has have historically always been uh, bullies. They've, they've always been around. Um, I'm not sure we're going to, we're going to be able to, uh, stop the bully. Um, however, with that being said, what we can stop is the victim. And I think that's where we really need to pay, pay attention. We need to teach kids how not to be the victim of the bully, because I think the bullies are always going to be around. Um, I'm 46 years old, actually 46 years old today, and um, I was relentlessly uh, bullied as a child, and uh, I think I've turned out okay. So the question is, how does one person uh, survive being bullied, and and how does another person not survive or not be able to handle uh, being bullied? Um, this is really not something that I talk about a lot as a, as a person who was uh, clearly a victim of bullying. I don't normally talk about my story uh, mainly because I think that's part of the way that I deal with it is that uh, I don't really care that it happened. So I don't really acknowledge it. Um, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story now so that 
you understand where I'm coming from, and maybe we can together dive into this idea of, you know, what what works in terms of uh, helping the victim not be a victim. Um, I, I have, I believe it's called Tourette's. I've never been formally diagnosed um, from a doctor saying that, but I've certainly had enough people come up to me and tell me that that's what they believe it is. But uh, I have just ticks galore. Um, if you ever see me on video, you can go to my, any of my YouTube channels or just look up my name on YouTube. I've got lots of videos on there and you'll see I tick. I blink a lot. Um, prior to blinking back younger, I used to flip my hair. Um, and I also do this little arm thing where I pull my arm real tight into my side and I throw it out real fast, almost like I'm trying to, to link like a block out my elbow or something like that, I guess you could say. Um, and all of those things are very visual. I've never had any auditory tics, but lots of visual tics. Now one of my latest tics is I, uh, I'm constantly pulling my shirt, uh, pulling my shirt away from my neck. So you'll constantly see me pulling that up. Um, the arm one was probably the worst because I can't tell you how many times I would, I'd be walking down a hallway and accident there would go my tick and boom, I'd smack somebody in the shoulder or I'd smack them in the arm as I was walking down. I have to look over and go, Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, it was embarrassing. Um, but needless to say, when I, in my whole life, I've been harassed and bullied for lack of a better term, um, about that, uh, doing those weird gestures. Um, but I survived, and 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 honestly, I'm stronger because of it. Uh, it it makes it makes a difference in who I am. I talk in front of a thousand or so people all the time when I do my uh, presentations, and I know I'm ticking, but it never wants to stop me from from doing what I love to do. So as I'm thinking about this, my own experience, I start to think, okay, how did I survive? And how, how did I not let it define who I am or put me in a bad place? And what did I have that maybe other kids didn't have or those type of things? So I started thinking about that a little bit. And you know, the first thing that comes to mind is um, was the fact that I had very, very – I had a high self-esteem. And I think that that's directly related to my parents. Um, my parents never um, – never said anything like, you know, get over it, or they never said anything like, you know, just go tell an adult or anything like that. Uh, when I would bring it to their attention, they would sit down and they would talk to me about it. And they would say, you know, how does that make you feel? Well, it upsets me. It makes me feel silly. It makes me feel like I'm not worthy, you know, those type of things. And then they would give me all these reasons why that was complete bollocks, that I would, that I was a very worthy person and, and I was a very talented uh, individual. I'm a musician. I'm a drummer. And they would talk about all these things that make me uh, very special and very unique in their eyes. And, and that made a difference because I always had a home base to be able to go back to that when I would have that feeling or get have a really bad day where people were really you know, on my case, I could go home and I had that base of security. And the other important part of that is modeling. You know, my parents were very, had a good self-esteem, and they modeled uh, proper behavior. They were not bullies themselves. They were not uh, victims themselves. They had a very strong sense of who they were. Um, so the idea of being able to model that behavior and me being able to watch and seeing um, what it looks like to, to be a strong uh, 
personality and a strong individual uh, definitely, definitely made a difference um, in who I am. And, and, you know, that's just one thing that we need to be able to give our students is uh, a strong adult base that says to them, this is ridiculous. You are a very special person, and here's why. Another thing is the idea that I mentioned just a moment ago is the fact that uh, I was a musician. I was a, a drummer, and that gave me a, another sense of worth. Um, unfortunately, you know, people who, who don't get these things, and probably the same people that are complaining about um, having too many bully problems are the same people that are cutting music programs. Um, you know, if, if you want to, to be a, a person who's not a victim and you want to be able to have a sense of worth, then you should be getting into the music programs and the arts programs and because that's where you're going to find your talent. And that, again, gives you that strong sense of worth, which then, again, gives you that base that whenever you do have to confront a bully, you know who you are and you know you have talent because you've experienced talent as an artist or a musician or, or whatever the case may be. Now, I'm sure everybody's saying, what about sports? Yeah, you know what? You can get your sense of worth out of being in sports, and I agree with that. However, think about what sports is. You're a winner or you're a loser. So how about all those ones that are the losers? How about those ones that are the bench warmers? How about those ones that don't get to be on the starting line or the starting time or whatever the case may be? Are they getting as much self-worth? As, 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 as an artist, as somebody who can pick up an instrument and perform or sing or create, uh, I'm not saying no, but I'm not so sure that, that that's the kind of positive esteem that we're looking for. We're looking for unconditional uh, esteem. We're looking for unconditional positive experience. And uh, you know, if, if, if it's always in a competitive nature, then there's going to be times that you're going to win and you're going to feel great. And then there are going to be times that you're going to lose and that's just not going to work out for you in terms of what we're looking for in order to be, uh, not be a victim, be the anti-victim. I'm against victimization. We want to be uh, the strong person, the strong child. Okay, give me a minute here, too. We're going we're gonna, to uh, do a PSA announcement here. Again, if you want to call in, give me your opinions on some of these things. The number is 646-787-1813. This is the Council on the Future of Education radio show. See you in 30 seconds. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes I do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Hello, everyone. This is David Franklin, one of the authors of Can Every School Succeed, inviting all of you to join the Bending Ed movement and pick up a copy of Can Every School Succeed through Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Follow us on Twitter at CanAllSucceed, and please join us every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for Bending Ed Chat. Thank you. Okay, we're back on the Council of Future of Education, Council on the Future of Education. It's hard to get all those words out. Radio show. Uh, It's going to be every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The guest call-in number is 646 787 
1813. Now, that number will never change, so you can put that in your cell phone, and if you start listening to us on a regular basis, anytime you feel like putting your thought in, feel free to make that call. We're talking about uh, the anti-victim movement, and uh, we're talking about how we want to give our students who are victimized by bullying a, a sense of worth and a, and a sense of uh, esteem, high esteem, because that's the best best way to combat uh, a bully. I'm not sure that we're going to uh, ever get rid of bullies, um, but I think we can get rid of the victims. I think we can find ways to combat this. And um, you know, beyond the idea of just having a talent and, and having that base of adults who make you feel positive about yourself, um, you need to wrap yourself around models, good models. You need to – kids – model everything that we do. We know that. As adults, you can't deny it. Watch your child. They're going to act just like you. Big brothers, little brothers, what happens? Your little brother acts just like you. It drives you crazy. But here's the problem. Here's the good and the bad. The good is we are going to influence our children based on how we act, based on how we behave. And if we're positive, good role models, that term we hear quite often, role models, then our students are going to be good role models. They're going to be good people. And that's what's going to make the difference in their life. Because the idea is to be who you want your children to be and show that each and every day. Now, I don't want to get political here, but you know, I'm, I'll be the first to say I got a problem with our, our, our current commander-in-chief because I find him to be a bully. And I think our kids are watching that, and, and they're, they're able to, uh, to use that as a model for what a bully does and what can happen when you are a bully. And right now, are we giving them the information that you can be a bully and become president? Well, I got a problem with that. So we need to uh, consider that as well when it comes to um, modeling, modeling behavior for our children. Because what they see on the TV and what they hear in the news and what you're talking about adult to adult, you know, they're listening. That's what they're going to pick up on. So this idea of um, helping the victims no longer be a victim. Uh, we talked about the idea of modeling, good parent, good parental base, good adult base, somebody that could, that could keep lifting them up. And we also talked about the idea of having a, a talent, having something that, that they can feel strong about themselves. Um, and, and, and none of this is, 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 is new information. Um, you know, my father has did a presentation for years. He used to call it In Search of the Yellow Brick Road, and it was all about positive self-esteem. We don't talk about that anymore, do we? If anything, we talk about not, not a need for self-esteem. Um, if you participate and get a medal, you shouldn't. You should only get a medal if you win. Well, you know what? I think that's a bunch of crap because if you – yeah, at, at the older ages, maybe that's, maybe that's so. But if, if, if you're at a young age, it's not always have to be about winning and losing because you know what winning and losing is? Winning and losing is bully and victim. There's your winning and losing. How's that working out for us so far? Because the bottom line is a kid who maybe put his best into it and did a great job and worked to their highest potential, don't you think they should be rewarded for, for how well they did? Yeah, okay, so your kid won. Big deal. Your kid's in fourth grade. Maybe we need to be more concerned about 
bringing up the lot of fourth graders, all of the kids, making them all feel good about themselves. There's going to be plenty of time for competition in this world when they be get, get into high school or, or, or older. But right now, is it really that necessary? Because you know what that, you know what that makes me think of? It makes me think of the adults living vicariously through their children. And that becomes a problem, too, because, again, here's what you're modeling for your child. Because we need to be more concerned about the community of students and everybody pushing everybody up, lifting everybody up so that every child can have that good, good sense of self-worth. Does it really matter that your third grader got a trophy and the other one shouldn't because they didn't win? To me, that sounds almost as childish as a lot of other things that are going on. But with that being said, maybe we need to look at helping all kids feel strongly about themselves. So anyways, the, uh, again, this is the Council of the Future of Education. This is our radio show. Call in number 646-787-1813. We'll be back in a minute. We're going to hear two more uh, service announcements. Childhood hunger is a silent epidemic. One in five school children do not have enough to eat. School lunch programs help feed these kids. But when the school bell rings on Friday, many of these children have nothing to eat. Blessings in a Backpack provides two entrees, two breakfasts, and two snacks for children who would otherwise have no food and no hope. Go to blessingsinabackpack.org. At City of Hope, we don't believe the future can wait for the future. For over a century, we've been advancing science that saves lives. From four of the world's top cancer-fighting drugs to the development of synthetic human insulin, we are maximizing the potential of immunotherapy and making precision medicine a reality. It's not enough to promise future cures for cancer. We must find them sooner. We are the miracle of science with soul. Find out more at cityofhope.org. Okay, welcome back. We're talking about the anti-victim movement, the idea that we don't need bullies in our world. We need strong people with a high sense of self-worth and a high self-esteem. And again, I was mentioning that earlier that none of this is new. And there were four terms that, that my father, whenever he used to do his presentation, he used the terms connectiveness, uniqueness, power, and modeling. Uh, we already talked about the idea of con- connectiveness and belonging to, 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 to a group, a positive group. And when you're talking about sports and, and, and music groups and bands and clubs like that, that gives you that sense of self-worth. That gives you that sense of being connected to someone. And kids are going to get that one way or the other. It's, an, it's a basic need. It's a basic drive. So they're either going to get it in a positive way or they're going to go out and get it in a negative way. And we've seen what negative connectedness gets us. It gets us gangs. It gets us groups of kids that walk around together doing bad things. But they're connected. That's what they need. That's their drive. So one way or the other, kids are going to find that connectedness. We need to be able to share it with them in a positive way. Again, if you're cutting music programs, if you're cutting arts programs, you're cutting just more opportunities for these kids to be connected uh, to positive groups, and that's what's going to make us suffer. I bet you we could find a direct correlation to the amount of times music budgets and bands and, and arts programs get cut to, to the rise of bullying and kids not being connected and end up finding themselves connected in negative ways instead of positive ways. 
uh, uniqueness, feeling like an individual. And this is where I think the parents can come in and, and give them that sense of uniqueness and being a special individual and giving them that, that support that they need to know that they're a special individual. Uh, power. They have to have a sense of power and be, being an independent person in, in, in a positive, strong way. And then, of course, we spoke about the modeling already. So, you know, there's definitely a way that, that, that you can help kids who are being victimized by bullying. And, and those are the four ways to do that. Get them in a sense, get them into a group that has a positive connectiveness. Give them that sense of uniqueness. Give them an opportunity to feel some power in their lives and then model proper behavior. Get them connected into the music, the arts programs. Anything that's going to give them that positive sense of self-worth is going to make a world of difference for these kids. And that's, that, that's what happened to me. I, I, at the top of the program, I talked about sort of my, my issues with Tourette's and that type of thing. And, and I had to deal with all of those things. But I, my, my parents were able to give me all of those things that I, that I needed in order to survive that. And I'll tell you what. Uh, even though, boy, it was a really rough go whenever I was in the middle of it, I wouldn't trade it for the world now because I tell you what, I'm probably one of the most resilient people you could ever meet because you can't bother me with comments. I've heard them all. I've been insulted by the best. So it's one of those things where I feel very strong and very good about who I am uh, now. And, and because I had to go through that hard time, it has made me resilient. It has made me able to stand up in front of people and say, hey, yeah, I, I tick a lot. Get over it. I got important things to say. Let's talk. And it works out for me. It works out that way. Um, with that being said, it was certainly a miserable experience at times. But when you have that, that good parent solid base that makes you feel good about yourself, even when you're not feeling great, you could almost lean on them in terms of their esteem to, to sort of keep you picked up made all the difference in the world, made all the difference in the world. So I always want to say thank you, mom and dad, for uh, getting me through those hard times. And the future parents out there, it's what you got to do for your kids. As soon as you have children, they become your priority, and you want to be able to do everything you can to take care of them and make them your priority in your life. Okay, so this is Rob Furman on the Council on the Future of Education radio show. We will be back next Monday at 4 p.m., same time, same station, same guest call-in number and everything. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can go to our website, edufuture.us. You can get a hold of me directly on Twitter at Dr. Furman or email me, rob at robfurman.com. This is the Council on the Future of Education podcast. Thanks for listening. A council on the future of the fire, the frustration and discord are burning in every city.